Hey everyone, welcome to We Should Talk. This is Yevert uh, Avia, and today I'm with Arnold. He has been on the podcast before. Hello, Arnold. Hello, hello. How are Good you? Good to be back. How are you doing? I am well. Thank you. Can't complain. Can't complain. Yeah. Right. Tell me That's more good. about what's been happening in your life since you were uh, on the podcast. <laughs> That's a big and unfair question. Uh, lots of highs, lots of lows, and uh, yeah, I think um, uh, I, I can't I can't say it in the line except to say life has happened. Um, um, yeah, I've smiled, I've cried, I've rejoiced, I've moaned. Now we're here. That's but great. Currently, I'm smiling. I'm glad that you're crying. <laughs> it's a good thing to cry. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, so. Arnold was also um, he was in India recently. Mm. Um, tell me more. What did you do in India? What happened there? Yeah. Um, India was good. I uh, spent some time there with some of our church leaders. We do have a church as every nation uh, church, global church. We do have a church as well in India, Mumbai, and. Um, yeah, so I just I just went there to spend some time and uh, also as a way of visiting them again, um, just to hear how things are going and to see how things are going and to just be inspired and learn from them. Uh, yeah, I've I've built some good friendships with some of the guys that side, so that was that kind of visit. That's awesome. It sounds fruitful. It sounds. Um yeah, it sounds really something that I would like to do as well, to go, mm. I don't know about India, but go somewhere. Um, I've never been like over the sea. No, I'm just joking. So I've never been like outside of Africa, if I can put it like that. Not really? Like, yeah. I thought you had been to some of these European countries before. Right? No, I've never been in Europe. What? Yeah. I know, I, I really thought you had <laughs> been. I think I, I'm, I'd be... I'd I'd almost swear that we had a conversation about it no. before that you went. That's interesting. Well, I've been in Lesotho. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean that across the across the border, you know, it's within the border. Yeah, yeah. Now Lesotho is just uh, yeah. I mean, just yeah, but yeah. One, no, I've one been uh, the only place I've been. I've been in like all the provinces. Yeah, and I've been um, in Lesotho. I've been in then also Botswana. Um, and that's how far I went. No, Never been no, right, <laughs> no, bro. I, I, you, you're not saying this for the sake of the podcast. Like, are you being, I'm are, being are you being serious? Yeah. Jeez, bro. That's okay. why I really want to go. That is interesting. Okay, well, let's get that passport dirty, bro. You just, yeah, you know, I'm telling you, a whole you. lot of stamps. Okay, cool. We need to do that. No, no, it's it's a must. It's a must. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yo. From my side, I've been. Uh, I've been good. Mm. It's been a, I think, this classic November is like a silly season usually, and I thought, you know what, um, exams are gonna start at mm. schools, and um, on campus exams are gonna start, so things are gonna get chilled. Uh, in contrary, yeah. did not get chilled. We yeah. were very busy with um, awesome projects in mm. uh, Muat. So we're at every nation church in Muat area which is in Pretoria and 
as churches together we just came together worshiped and mm. they're all like these little events happening uh, that were pretty pretty good sure. um so yeah like last week not last week last time <laughs> that we that we spoke on our podcast we uh focused on just a more about deeper into what worldviews are um how what is a worldview and how that impacts our life and mm. uh, we did speak about that your worldview is like the way you grow up you develop a worldview so yeah. that worldview what you deem as like true and real in your yeah. life which is an interesting question people might find you know those people that are living in the clouds they would be mm-hmm. like what is real yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah i feel like sometimes i was that person um just thinking about what is reality yeah how can we define actually define reality um but for me personally it's a uh, reality is defined by god mm. it's defined by who god is yeah. um, his character and just yeah his being yeah. his being is basically um what defines reality yeah so i know people differ in many ways yeah and obviously that that worldview that i have def- affects how i do stuff yeah it affects what i see as good and evil it affects what i value in my life but also then because of those things it um affects what i do yeah but what i want to say is also that what i realized is sometimes we can put ourselves in the spectrum of the worldview so focusing on ourselves so mm. then what happens if we see ourselves as the one that tells us what is real mm. then i find myself believing in things that i think is true mm. believing on in things what i think is false and then also value what i want to value yeah and do what i want to do um i think mm. human the humanistic world view it's a very fancy term of just saying trusting in ourselves mm. um being wise in our own eyes yeah. um we find ourselves there yeah. so i don't know if you want to comment on that maybe mm. no no i'm um, just i'm just as a talking i'm thinking just a couple of thoughts running through my mind i think the topic of world view i mean the the more i think about it the more actually i realize how important it is yeah it, it really is that important i mean it's so important to the point that i would even say it's a it's a matter of life and death important yeah Be- well people are being killed exactly because of it yeah yeah right because of a difference in how they think life should be yeah you see what i'm saying i mean yeah. you people are willing to die for what they believe and in, in at the core of what we're speaking about is actually what you believe right uh your meaning like as you're saying that your 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 behavior is dictated by your beliefs so meaning yeah. at the core of the whole thing is how do you view life uh, uh, and so that uh, that is what do you believe about life never mind you know god uh, or, or that it's not even speaking about deities here but just yeah. fr- from day to day living from you know and so i think it's a it's a topic that we often don't speak about uh, for some reason um and yet i think it's one of those that we don't speak about or don't speak about enough and yet 
our whole lives depends on it and yeah. our all our whole lives is wrapped around our own worldview um, that's good and so i think it's a very very important topic and that's the one thing that i'm saying is that it's even deeper yeah than just what you believe because the question is what dictates yeah. what you believe yeah that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. your beliefs that you have yeah what formed those beliefs yeah. And yeah. that thing is your worldview. Yeah. That is the foundation of your identity. Yeah. You as a person. So last time that we spoke on the, the podcast, that's some, some of the stuff that we're focusing on. Um, it's just what is a worldview? Mm. How does it affect our lives? Um, and that's simply put it. That the things that you do, and someone used this example. Um, if you drive to, let's say you're driving during the day. Okay, it's like 12 o'clock in the day and you, ca- you, come, you come to a traffic light and what happens is uh, the traffic light goes yellow and goes red. What do you do? Mm. So what would you do as Arnold? So it's red. What do you do at the traffic light? Oh, if it's red, you better stop. Okay, you stop. Yeah. Why do you stop? Because uh, I'm going to get thrown in jail if <laughs> I don't stop. <laughs> exactly no, yeah yeah so exactly, you were yeah. told it's following the rules yeah, yeah so those rules almost like shaped your yeah. actions yeah of okay i believe it's a good thing mm. to stop i value taught. my life yeah and i valued other people's lives yeah. on the road so i'm gonna stop at the because it's red yeah i know if i'm gonna go as we've seen many times that you get in an accident yeah. so let's say it's two o'clock in the morning and you drive and there's a red light, what are you going to do? It's a good question. Depends where I'm at. <laughs> exactly. Let's say you're, uh, you, for some reason, you are in CBD. I'm not stopping for nothing. Why not? Because it's a uh, red light. my you love might be in danger there, bro. Like it's a, yeah, I mean, I, I have had so many stories. Um, in fact, I've got friends who got, uh, what do you call, who've had the windows broken into because they stopped. Yo. Um, like, like I kid you not, they stopped, you know, like early morning and uh, there was no one else. Uh, there was, there were no cars, there were no, and, and this person almost out of nowhere just rocked up and they smashed their window yeah. and that's how they, they got their car, they got their car, um, taken away from them or their phones even. So, Hectic. yeah. So all of a sudden that, that thing changed. Changes. It depending changes on where I'm at, which is not a good thing, but <laughs> I'm just being honest that, you know, depending on where I'm at. And the time of the day, if I know it's a high checking hotspot, yes, I mean, we warned about those spots for a reason so we yeah, can yeah. be wise. So, and that's the whole thing of sometimes, um, it shows you different circumstances, yeah. also almost shapes the way you think yeah. about the same thing, exactly. Yeah, um, and which is very interesting, it's, it's very dicey, it's yeah. very dicey, yeah. So and the question is, how should we then think about life? Because life is almost like ever, forever changing. Yeah. Like, it's always changing. Always yeah. going into chaos and order and then just, it is what it is type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so yes. I think, yes. if I may chip in there, I think this is where, so this, uh, your question was, was actually a brilliant question, you know, to, you know, to show us how, changing things can be you know in this context you act this way in the other context at the at a different way. Yeah. i think that just proves and shows the importance of worldview yeah 
because because if you have a worldview which we all do but if you are aware of your worldview and your worldview has become so really embedded as it, it should be in who you are and the way you live your life then you, there's not going to be a different Arnold in this context and a different Arnold in that other context yeah meaning that's good uh, uh, my surroundings won't dictate my actions but rather what is within will always be yeah. what you know what goes out in that sense so it's very good uh, i think again that's the importance of being aware of your worldview yeah because so not all are aware of it it's a good thing you're saying because i was uh i think a month or two back mm. i did um at a business i did like uh spoke to people just about mental health stuff. yeah um so it's this uh place where my mom works and she asked me hey come and speak to my team just give some importation stuff like mm -hmm. that and i felt like i felt like yo let me share the mental health stuff that i shared at the university yeah yeah but i'm gonna do like just basic things so in that i realized like the whole cycle of of the because in it's almost like in mental health you can decide to become proactive yeah or you can decide to become reactive. Mm -hmm. So if you're reactive, your circumstance define your, you as a person. Yeah. yeah. Where if you're proactive, you deal with a situation based yeah. on who you are. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sometimes what yeah. happens. And then if your worldview is, that you know what? During the day, I'm going to stop. But in the evening, I know it's not safe, so I'm going to make sure that i'm safe to drive mm. over the red light yeah which i me personally as a person i'm not saying this is the truth <laughs> i think that is okay yeah i do that yeah because i yeah. when i come from a when I, i've played music at a wedding i come back there it's like one o'clock yeah. in the morning yeah i'm not gonna stop there's no cause yeah i'm, yeah. I'm not gonna stop yeah i'm gonna i'm, I'm a setting duck yeah. so but if you are a person that's like complete no, it's red, you stop. Because yeah. you get those people. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 of course, of course. It's red, Which you stop. This will be actually very interesting to actually do like a little survey on this. Like yeah. you know, to find <laughs> out the people because we're always gonna get different views on this. You know, you yeah. hear people say some might, might say respond to you by saying, No, but that's such a hypocritical thing to do. Yeah. You either obey the law or you don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what if the policeman says, no, you should go. Well, he's the law. <laughs> <laughs> so, so whatever he says, I do. Exactly. You know? Because I'm going to face the law. I'm going to face him at the end of the day. That's basically what it yeah. is. Okay. That's interesting. interesting. So, yeah. it just shows us the difference in worldview, the yeah. difference of uh, the way we grow up. Um, I think I've said it before, but... If you are seven years old, you already have a worldview. Yeah. You already understand the concept of believing in things, mm. valuing things. You might not necessarily be aware of it that much, mm. Mm. but you already, um, a child already shows it. Yeah. That's why they always ask the why questions. Mm. Okay. They yeah, yeah, know yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, so going on worldviews, we're not going to necessarily focus too deep on the different types of worldviews. Mm -hmm. I think last time we did um, spend a little bit on what is a mono worldview, what is a secular worldview, mm -hmm. 
what is it Trinitarian worldview and it just speaks about the different um, a worldview consisting out of different realities yeah. so obviously mono means there's only one reality um, I'm not sure exactly what what religions or mm. believe in a monolistic um, that sounds like Mona Lisa yeah, uh, mono um, worldview but like in a western society we get secular mm. uh, worldview that speaks more about focuses more on the external and the internal reality yeah, yeah. like the physical things that are happening outside and also the emotional side of things in african culture mm. it's more um external and eternal mm -hmm, so everything mm -hmm, is spiritual mm -hmm, yeah and also um physical affecting the yeah, yeah yeah um but as christians we believe that it's trinitarian mm. that there's spiritual there's um emotional and there's also external Mm. Um, that God created in all three of those areas um, yeah and, and stuff that we see in the Bible how God has created all three of these realities mm. if there's more realities I think so I don't know mm. but I'm not a scientist yeah. <laughs> but the fact is that um, there is an eternal yeah. and there is a, or there is a spiritual realm and there is a internal realm an external realm so if you could explain um just that type of worldview a biblical worldview a worldview that is shaped by the bible yeah if you personally could explain it yeah how would you how would you what would you say about um a biblical worldview i think for me there are we could, we could go in different ways here but um it's actually a good question because i mean i don't know a lot of stuff but the bit that i know is is <laughs> from the bible side all right so i i cannot sit here and talk about the many other worldviews out there in that sense um but you know when you talk about biblical worldview for me a biblical worldview is simply living a life through the bible lens right or to to even uh, clarify on that it is living your life based on what you see in the bible yeah so letting the bible shape the way you live your life uh, if you want to use a, a good scripture here if i may is actually what we see this is why there's romans chapter 12 verse 2 do yeah. not conform to the patterns of this world because the world has its own worldview yeah but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and how does a person a christian renew their mind it is through the bible and so what you think is what you live as the man thinks so is the man yeah um, and so for me that's how i'd capture a, bib a biblical worldview is simply a person who is living their lives through yeah what they see in the bible so let's take that concept of um what they see in the bible yeah okay so do you mean like 
like individual like oh they're stoning sinners guys should go and stone people to death because they just <laughs> sinned yeah it'll get you um or is there a bigger picture yeah, when it comes to the bible yeah and how that affects our worldview yeah yeah so again i think that's where you know a whole lot of uh, principles can can kick in there so meaning you know there are ways that we sh- to, we should read the Bible and interpret the Bible, and there are ways we should not read it, interpret yeah. the Bible. So, so meaning, if you're going to plug out one scripture about someone being stoned and say, "Well, uh, now we must all stone people," that's just that's just that's wrong. You know, you have made an, a worldview from what you see in the Bible, but it's actually not what the Bible advocates for, right? Yeah. And so that's where we need to look at the Bible holistically. Um, and look at um, the, the rest of the Bible. And as far as, let's talk about now, think of a human life. When a Christian says that a human life is to be valued, and yet you read about people being killed in the Bible, in fact, God killing people, you yeah. might look at that and be like, whoa, there's a contradiction, right? That's but confusing. That's confusing, yeah. okay? But now that's where we need to ask ourselves, what is it that God teaches? When God says, do not steal, talk about, think about the Ten Commandments. In fact, a Christian worldview can be summarized in the Ten Commandments and even more in the Two Commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Because on those two laws hang the rest of the Ten Commandments, right? Yeah. So from those two laws... If you like, I'm the the way of. I love my neighbor by not killing them. I love my neighbor by not stealing from them. I love my neighbor yeah. by not lying to them. So, so there for me is that is what a Christian world uh, worldview is, or Christian biblical or biblical worldview is. And so, yeah, I'm not gonna plug out that one scripture and kill because. The whole Bible does not teach that we need to kill. In fact, it tells us to save lives. Okay. I don't know if that if that answers or maybe I've gone astray from your I question. I hear what you say. I think when you were speaking, I was thinking about taking scripture, isolating it. There's maybe a space for that when it comes to word studies and all those type of things. But um, also interpreting scripture and then allowing that to affect your worldview, define you as a person, yeah. what you should do within the whole story of the Bible, not just uh, there's one thing. Yeah. And I think, because I, I was just thinking about if I were, weren't a Christian, I would challenge you, I would most probably say something like that. Yeah. Like, know, oh, we see God killing people, so should I kill people for mm. sinning? But I think there's something they're missing about the whole picture of yeah. why things are happening, the principles behind stuff. And I love how you said it, like looking at Looking at the why, yeah, and looking at those commandments, and it's interesting that you brought it up because it's almost like you can't follow them. Yeah, they just yeah, show yeah. you your fallen nature. Yeah, but through Jesus Christ and the gospel, yeah, you can you are transformed. Your worldview is transformed yeah. into a worldview, being close with God, becoming mm. more like Him, mm. and living your life out like that. So. Yeah, so on this, what we are busy with now with at 
um, we should talk is just speaking about apologetics and the reason for apologetics is just for missions is to go and reach out to people mm. and we are using this tool called the God test okay and the God I think we spoke about it a little bit but the God test has two sides it's a side for people that do not believe in Jesus or necessarily in any religion Mm. And also there's a different side that's called believer or the B side that is for people that do believe in a God mm. and do believe in um, some form of deity. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which is the majority of people. Yeah. Uh, but let me ask you this question. Why do you find it? Imp- do you, let me ask you this. Do you find it important to, um, share the gospel and why and why would you say is it important for you to do that it's interesting um so again as i said earlier that i'm glad to speak about worldviews because this is a matter of life and and death it's, it's, it's yeah. literally life and death kind of conversation so uh, while th- again just think about this talk i was a fa- a found myself to be challenged you know do i actually believe in what i speak about that's good you know you know what i'm saying because i think sometimes we or i can um take for granted what i believe meaning what you know I- exactly that yeah what i know exactly same like taking for granted what you know yeah oh, okay i have all this knowledge studied theology yeah. and stuff and then just kind of like do yeah, i let's live move it out on. exactly that yeah and here's an interesting thing talking about apologetics and the sharing of one's faith, biblical faith here. Uh, um, uh, this morning I was going through uh, 1 Peter, uh, the letter uh, by Peter, and uh, uh, I, uh, the, the context is that the church was going through persecution. They were being challenged. And it's very interesting that in the famous 1 Peter 3.15 where Peter says, Always be ready to give the reason for the hope that you have, and that's where we get our word apologetics. Um, is that 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 line is actually right in the midst of Christians being persecuted? Yeah. And so when the people heard Peter say to them, "You must always be ready to give the reason for the faith that you have," it's not like they were sitting somewhere having a nice cheeseburger. <laughs> it was a hot place. Yeah, uh, uh, they were going through some suffering. If you go through the whole, I mean, it's only like three, f- three chapters, um, or four. If you if you just look at the number of times that suffering, the word suffering comes up from chapter one to the end, it is it's a lot. Sure. And so Peter says to these people, you must always be ready to give reason for the hope that you have in the midst of a suffering. And then he, straight after that line, he says but do so in gentleness and in love. And I'm thinking, how, uh, you know, if you were persecuted, if you were being you persecuted, how would I do it? Yeah. Right? I mean, I, we have freedom of speech in, 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 in South Africa. I can walk around yeah. and, and share the gospel and I still struggle to do that in love. How much more if I was just sharing the gospel sure. to my enemies and having to defend my faith to my enemies. And so, anyway, so I, I <laughs> when I read that this morning, to answer your question briefly i just realized how important it is to share 
my faith with those around me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm convinced 100%, 120%, um, especially after reading this this morning, um, that it's a privilege. It's a privilege. And this is Peter's basis is that as Christ suffered, you also should suffer. Not yeah. you might, but you should suffer. For the sake of the gospel. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, hundred percent. I'm sold out. <laughs> I want to be more sold out. Should yeah. I say yes? Okay, that's awesome. And, and and would that be the reason for why you find it, um, why we should share the gospel to people? So again, is that the reason why we should then um, share the gospel? I think. Look, so. Um, you are willing to die for what you really believe. Yeah. So if I believe that the world needs a savior, then why would I not be willing to die for what I believe? That's just yeah. being selfish. Yeah. And so the reason why is actually for the love of two things, for the love of God in that I love God because he saved me for starters and that I'm, I'm convinced that there's only one God and that there's only one savior. And secondly, well, he came, this God came to earth to save us from sin. And so therefore I should love, for God so loved the world, I should also love the world. Uh, the world as in people in the world, not the systems of the world, to make that distinction. And so I'm sold out because I love Christ and I'm saved by him, but also I love um, that which he loves and he loves the world. That's why he died for the world. So that's my reason sure. for believing that I should share the gospel. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, so now what we do is there's different ways that we can share the gospel. Yeah. Um, so on myself, we go on campus mm. and we do the God test. Yeah. That's a form of how we engage people in order to share the gospel yeah. to them. And I think we should maybe ask that question, what is the gospel? Mm. We can maybe later get to that. But mm. um, starting with the God test, so let's, let's, let's start here. Is that, so in the God test, we, as we said, the A and the B side. So let's discuss the B side. <laughs> okay. First question is, um, do you believe in God? Obviously, so that's in order for us to just define who is if they believe or do not believe but then the second question is how would you define god and then third question would be if god had expectations on us what would that expectation be mm. okay i don't know if you want to maybe say something it looks like you want to say something no 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 not even <laughs> i'm actually just as you're reading those questions i'm trying to picture the, the in picture them in order in my mind and it's gone i cannot uh, remember the order i can remember them so well <laughs> the b side but the a side i'm still there yeah yeah no, the a side is the most difficult i think as well for me also it, because we don't we don't generally bump into people on the a side yeah that's so. true so then the fourth question is how are you meeting those expectations mm, sure so as we said, the B side is, is focused for someone that believes in a God. Mm. In the majority of the people we engage, it is, um, what do you call? It's people that say they're Christian. Yeah. Um, some of them sometimes are Christian. Some of them 
just believe in God in a sense of the oh yeah I believe there's a God but I yeah. don't really have a relationship which is great because it also exposes few things yeah so as I mentioned these questions you as a listener might have thought about the answer mm. but I'm going to also Arnold by those four questions or three questions how would you describe God um, what's God's expectation how are you meeting those expectations what would you say does the Bible say about these questions? Um, it's interesting when, uh, because I'm often used to being the one asking these questions and now <laughs> <laughs> the tables have flipped, uh, which, which, which is great, which is great because we need to know, I'm personally a big fan of, you know, you can only share what you know and what you have. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad that I, I get to answer these questions. So, one question at a time, maybe. Uh, the first was, um, how would you describe how, how God? How would I describe God? Um, so, so oh, I can only describe God the way He describes Himself. I think. Um, That's good. So, so when I look at the Bible, f- the very first thing I see about God is that He's a Creator. Yeah. That's that's. That's the very very, you know, he introduces himself. Think of a movie, and and the main actor introduces himself or themselves as whatever. So uh, it's same way God introduces himself, and firstly in the word as a creator. And so I'll def- I'll describe him as a creator, meaning apart from him there is nothing. There's no creation apart from him. That everything that we see is because he created. Meaning then by definition is not created because the creator himself um which i think is a it's a good it's, it's a good um description at least i can attempt uh, to say that um he's a creator he's not created and that um he created out of love so god loves god loves like that that's also another uh, thing or another uh, character of god or the way i can describe him is that god is loving or god is love that's why I created out of love, um, and we can say that God is a provider. Uh, God, uh, you know, when when I when I'm in need, I ask Him to. Uh, if, if I'm broke, especially, I ask Him to give me money. Yeah. So you see, it's that Walt <laughs> thing we discussed. Yeah. You, know, you have money, you don't ask uh, God for yeah, money. Yeah. But if you don't have money, you're asking. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm not saying, by the way, that I only go to God when I'm broke and I need Him to uh, provide. And yeah. in fact, to actually only think of God as financial provider is actually a very poor understanding of God yeah. as a provider. I mean, just sure. us sitting here breathing in his air Yo. imagine having to pay for every little breath that we take that's that's crazy i mean but that just shows that he yeah. is such a, an amazing provider monetary things are actually small things for god yeah um so yes he's a provider he's a healer uh he heals physically um you know you might be in pain and uh, you know you've seen this of people uh, who are sick and people get healed physically yeah but it's also a healer also emotionally as well you know you might have gone yeah. through a breakup <laughs> by stripes you are healed you know what i'm saying yeah and so he heals he is a healer so i can go on and on and on, on but that that's how i would at least attempt to describe god and of course there are many many other descriptions yeah. that one could use yeah i think a cool thing on that when you were mentioning is his creator so yeah that means he created us yeah and so also if he's the creator he defines all things exactly he's lord of 
everything. All, yeah. Um, which I think some people find difficult. Um, yep. They don't want a God that rules over them. Yeah. Um, but it also means we are created in his own image. Yeah. Uh, There's so much there. There's so much, yeah, that we actually could yeah. can be thankful for and should be thankful for. The fact that we are co-laborers yeah. with God on earth. Sure. And you know what? There's a... If you really want to test your rebellion heart, mm. you know what tests my rebellion heart? Mm. Is asking that question, does God owe me anything? Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because deep, then you're like, yes, he does. And anyway, the mm. more you think about it, it's like, no, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah, that, that's that's massive, eh? Yeah, that, that's very big. I mean, does yeah. God owe you your next breath? No. <laughs> so if he doesn't give you a next breath, he's not being unjust because he didn't owe you anything. Yeah, exactly. You're making your own God then. You know, that's... Anyway, yeah, that's a whole conversation there, but that's Okay, cool. so the follow-up question was, mm. what does God expect of us? If yes, we, that one. You, we was, you were speaking about okay, a, a biblical worldview yeah. and stuff like So according to a biblical worldview, yeah. what does God expect of us? I think, um, first and foremost for me, because that question actually... Um, we are when we when when we hear that question, we first think w- do stuff. You know so what I'm saying? Let's say let's say for you, Arnold. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So 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 for I me, do better. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Because I mean, I'm just thinking if if a if you ask a a husband, what does your wife expect of you? The first thing that probably comes to the guy's mind will be, I need to do this. I need to you know, do that and do that uh, as an example to show that I love this person. But I think f- what God expects of us, well, it cannot be works because it doesn't need our works because he created us. The creator doesn't need the creation. Um, so it, has to be <laughs> uh, it cannot be works. For me, what God expects of me is it's, it's to actually be with him. Honestly, yeah. more than anything, God expects me to be with Him, to be in relationship with Him. That's it. Yeah. That, that, that for me is the primary expectation that God has. And it's a fair expectation because he, he, I can't do that expectation or I can't meet it unless He does it. Yeah. So He expects me to be he with creates, Him. He creates. Yeah. So, which means He puts it in you yeah. to be with Him. He approaches exactly. you. Yeah. Okay. So I, I hope that answers. Yeah, so yeah, he expects yeah. me to be with him. Okay. Full stop. So there's a. Um, I love how the Bible teaches that when uh, exactly when you mentioned mm. those two great commandments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Jesus? Because the whole the whole um, thing comes from the. I think it was the Pharisees challenging Jesus, mm. saying. We know the commandments. Yeah. You know the commandments. But which one, which are the the like highest? Yeah. Which one? And Jesus is like, you know, why don't you say? Yeah. And they were like, love you, love the Lord your God, and love your neighbor. Yeah. Um, I'm paraphrasing. Love the Lord your God, and worship Him mm. with all your heart, all your strength, all yeah. your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And 
and Jesus like you know all the other commandments are like hanging Tied on up these to that, two. exactly um it's worshiping God not having yeah. idols not yeah. having um other stuff yeah and because of that loving people yeah so and it's almost like the God expects us to worship him exactly i mean think of or this we in a sense i'm sorry i'd like to think yeah. about it many times i actually like to think about it we are actually created yeah to worship him exactly we are created to love him yeah it's in our nature to do that yeah and as soon as we don't do that we go against god how god created us yeah created things yeah no um, no exactly uh, I, I just wanted to say i love what you said that because the last of for me i primarily say that God's expectation is for me to be with him and or to put other ways to be in a relationship with him because I cannot do any other thing if I'm not with him I cannot worship him if I'm not in a relationship with him I cannot obey him if I'm not in a relationship with him because being in a relationship with someone is you know you, you get to know what they expect of you yeah you know but the the issue sometimes is when we want to obey him but we're not with him uh, how do you know what a person wants if you're not with that person and yeah. so you have to spend time with you them. have to spend time with the person so i think it's a, actually a, it's an it's a it's a it's a living thing it's so freeing to to know that god doesn't expect me to do stuff for sure. him it's very yeah it's, it's it's such freedom such freedom mm. Yeah. Okay, so the follow-up question is: How do you meet those expectations? And it, and the, the question goes like this: How are you meeting those expectations on a scale from zero to ten? Mm. Um, yeah. Um. So, how am I meeting those expectations? Well. It's a uh, it's 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 one of those very exposing um, yes. uh, questions, right? So, being a Christian that I am, and knowing what so knowing how I'm saved and who I am in Christ, well, ten out of ten. Now, yeah, I'm very careful. Not I'm very I'm very careful that that calls for a an explanation because, you know, you know, are you saying then that? If God expects me to love my neighbor, obviously, as I said earlier, that he expects me to love him and to be with him, right? Yeah. And from that relationship comes every other thing. Comes being part of a church, comes serving in a church, comes yeah. giving to the poor, all of those things, but, but they're not the primary things. And so to answer your question and say, I'm a 10 out of 10, one can quickly say, well, so are you saying you're giving always are you saying you're always joyful because that's a command from god as well are you saying uh, and then i'll say no to that i'm not always doing it but i am 10 out of 10 because my position in god and in christ does not change yeah and that i'm a 10 out of 10 because of what christ has done for me on the cross which is complete there's no there's no addition to that yeah um the Bible tells me that I am seated with God in the heavenly places right now. But sure. I'm sitting right now in Brooklyn. But I'm also seated <laughs> in the heavenlies. Yes. And so that's my position. That's my identity. Um, I am a son of God. I'm a child of God. Full stop. Because of Christ. 
Yeah. And yes, I am still growing in obeying him rightly, but nonetheless, that there's nothing to do with who I am, meaning it doesn't change. It will never change my position yeah. in Christ. So yes, turn it Your off actions time. actually change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of who you Because are. of exactly that. So you had a worldview change. Yeah, yeah. Which so it just changes everything. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And I think um, as a listener, think about these questions. Is And think about what Arnold is saying. Is the whole thing of what number are you on that scale? Mm. If you are... If you're not as uh, 10, you are a zero. Yeah. And how, do, how what does it mean to be a 10? It doesn't mean that you always obey God. It means that you're putting your faith in Christ. Yeah. It means that you are saved by Jesus. Mm. If it's not Jesus alone, it's not the gospel. Mm. And I think, um, you know, that's something to think about, something to um, internalize. To ask yourself, am I trying to do stuff in order to be closer or let's say to be saved? Yeah. To be, am I doing things to close the gap between me and God? Mm. Or am I trusting in what yeah. Jesus has done? Yeah. And therefore, I start living my life from that space. Yeah. Mm, and good. that's where the following questions come in that we're going to not gonna that we can go quickly on because i wanted to major on these three questions mm, mm, mm. in order to get to the gospel yeah. in a sense you explain the gospel mm. that we are saved through christ alone yeah. yeah and that if we turn away from trusting in other things and mm. we trust that jesus saves mm. turn away from our works turn away from um self-believing or whatever it yeah. might be yeah and Trusting in Jesus alone, making Him the Lord of our lives, yeah. um, you will be saved. Mm. We are that gap between us and God. It's closed. Yeah, it's a free gift. I love how the Bible says it's a gift from yeah. God. Um, it's nothing that we can do. Mm. So the following, the following question then is: Then does only one religion provide a true path to God? It's a, yeah, it's, it's a great question and um, one that depending on where you are and the people you're speaking to can cause havoc yeah um, you know uh, it, it, the previous question about the numbering and this question are somewhat similar in the in this sense um, where if I say as I said previously that I'm a 10 one can be like you're such a hypocrite or you're such a you such a liar or you such a whatever, you know, because it sounds like I'm making it, I'm, ne I'm winning, right? And so this question then about one religion can sound like I hate other people in yeah. my following answer because That's true. my answer is there's only one true religion, yes, because there's only one way to God. Yeah. And so that's very exclusive. And so sometimes people might hear that and say, oh, so you hate this religion and that religion, that religion. I didn't say that. You only are assuming that's what that's I'm saying. True. Right? Yeah, that's true. I've never thought about it like that. Because always people were like, yo, but what about these people? I, you see. My yeah. friend is a Buddhist. Or my, yeah. 
then I'm thinking about oh, yo, I feel so bad now. You know, uh, but yeah. but I've not commented on any other religion. All I'm saying is, or I'm just simply answering the the, the question. question. Yeah. B- because I mean, if <laughs> if there's one person who, and now we also understand why he was killed, is Jesus. I mean, he makes such exclusive statements. He's like, yeah. I'm the way, their way, not a way. I'm their way to the Father. I'm the way, their truth, and their life. Uh, you cannot, you cannot hear that statement and be an inclusive person. Yeah. Which sounds like you, are a hated, or you are such a hating or hateful person. Yeah. But, but. We know to say yes to that question it doesn't mean you hate others because Jesus didn't hate anyone. So sure. It would be uh, us accusing him. But he loves people so much that he tells them and he tells us that he is the only person to the Father, the only bridge to God and to yeah. eternity with the Father and because it's actually inviting them to be on that way to the Father. And so that's a very, very loving thing. Being exclusive with truth is actually very loving. Sure. And so Jesus is very exclusive. So yes, that's my long way to answer your question. Inclusive and exclusive. <laughs> that sounds very confusing. Okay. You know, it's called the paradox. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, right? Exactly. It's yeah. both. It's both. Um, there's other stuff as well about God there's like these he's both like loving but he's also exactly like scary not scary most probably like yeah you can fear him you know what I'm saying yeah like yeah. I mean he's he's is the creator of the universe and yet he is right now in me and in you yeah that's I mean that for me is just it just it drags my brains right it's yeah. anyway but but um, yes, being exclusive is actually very loving. Yeah, biblically, we we cannot be inclusive people in the sense of just saying everyone goes to heaven. That that the Bible doesn't teach, and so. And that's like lie. that's the next question: is um, do you believe in heaven? Um, yes, I do. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 but the. The, the another way to ask a question yeah. is afterlife. Yeah. Do you believe? Obviously, I think people have so many different yep. definitions of heaven. There's books written yep. about yeah. the atlas of heaven. Yeah. Like, I mean, even within Christianity. Yes, but that's the thing. Yeah. Like you get people that write books and how it looks like and what it is, and you read the shack. And <laughs> I'm just joking. So. <sighs> But so that's why I want to ask it in yeah. this way, for for that reason I want to mm. ask it more after life. Mm. Um, but then the Bible but, say. But then you're gonna have you gonna you're gonna have to in any case ask the person to explain the afterlife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yes, the question is that what is uh, what do you say does the Bible teach? Yeah, yeah, about yeah. What yeah. the afterlife yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. If you could make it like very basic. Yeah. What would you say? I think, obviously, the the Bible does use um, the word heaven. Jesus speaks about does speak about heaven. Now, without having to 
the fun of heaven is that's a whole long talk which <laughs> my father you, in heaven you know what i know so does it mean afterlife you see uh so without having having to go there what, what we what we do know is that there is an afterlife and what we do know is that this uh, this afterlife is not going to be the same for everyone in that there is a an afterlife where people will be with god forever and there's an afterlife where people will be eternally separated from God. Um, and so, yes, I do believe the Bible does teach about afterlife. Um, and both these afterlives, if you like, uh, the Bible has yeah. different descriptions of both. In this case, heaven and hell. The, the Bible doesn't use the same picture for both. In fact, it's the opposite. Uh, but nonetheless, Jesus does speak about both. The Bible does speak about both. Um, and yes, it yeah. is. It's a if, reality. So if someone then tells you, okay, well, that is contradicting. If the Bible says three different things or whatever different things about hell and different things about hell, that is contradicting. How would you respond to that person? I, I don't think so. So we need to make clear. So people who make such statements are actually yeah. sometimes... You just need to, you just need to ask. You just need to sometimes bring it down to a humbling question. It's what I mean by that is that just because we read the same thing and have different interpretation doesn't mean that that thing is itself wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, think of students writing the same paper and they answer. Uh, that that question differently nonetheless yeah. they the answer is still correct you know what i'm saying and so uh, our interpretation never will change the meaning of the bible and so the 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 bible does speak about hell it does speak about heaven as i said and 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 how it defines heaven and how it defines hell if i use that terminology um is different has to be different because these are two different places you know you can't define good and bad in the same definition it's yeah. just it's it's a there it's a contradiction on its own um i don't know if if, if, if i'm answering your question but i think what i what i hear you say is in a sense there's a golden thread mm -hmm. of that it might be different ways of describing yeah but it's still the same principle yeah the principle is still one is separated one is not separate yeah and it's in a sense i think and that is i think it's all evolution mm. discussion as well yeah yeah when it comes to like genesis and stuff like that one person believes in evolution mm. that god creates the world through evolution way of doing things yeah and the other person believes no god created exactly as genesis yeah 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 describes it. it yeah um but the point of that is not necessarily how but it, the why mm. and the, if you look into the principle of things yeah. um the god has created that's yeah. the principle yeah. that is a value that we get out of genesis yeah um we are creating his image yeah um god gives us instruction there's a way of doing life Mm. so 
Yeah. And that's what I hear you say. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And if I maybe just double click on that, one of the one of the reasons I think why these look by all means these topics are in many ways above our human little minds, because again we're talking about eternity. No human mind can fathom what eternity looks like. We don't. We can barely think how the next two years are going to be like. We can yeah. only take guesses, right? Infinity or eternity? It's it's same same. same. Eternity mm. is infinite. Infinite is eternity. It doesn't. The point is, it doesn't end. Okay. So so, I mean, for me to make that distinction is just to be fancy to yeah. be honest because the point is it doesn't end it's it's the bible describes both these two worlds afterlife yeah. as an ending afterlife yeah so so i mean to, to pick a number i mean can you imagine how can you imagine how the next thousand years is going to be like no we don't Car's gonna fly. <laughs> in, in but it's because of meteor. No. <laughs> no, uh, and, and so, well, one, we, we cannot imagine that because we, we're not gonna be here for starters. Yeah. Um, what if Jesus would probably would have come back already? Uh, how would it look when he comes back? The Bible tells, tells us about all of that. But the point being, um, we are uh, we've got finite minds. We 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 our minds are very limited. Yeah, and so these topics, when we venture into afterlife, I mean, it's afterlife. It's it's uh, th- these are massive conversations, and so um, it is. Bo- in in many ways, I'm okay not not <laughs> not knowing. So, everything. what qualifies Jesus then? Or what qualifies the Bible to speak speak about the afterlife? Because Jesus, because Jesus knows both. Because Jesus knows this life and he knows afterlife. In what way? How does he know that? <laughs> so, so, well, one, of course, I'm speaking. Of, I'm, I'm, I'm picking here specifically on Jesus as God, or I'm picking here. I'm speaking about the second person of the Trinity. Yeah. Right. And I'm being specific on that meaning. Jesus knows this life because he came into this life yeah and when he was in this life he experienced the limitations of this world and of this life yeah in the sense that so so that's why he can relate to you and i and our our unknowingness think of this i believe that this is one of the reasons why jesus said um, when he was asked um, when will the end come and he says, no one knows the end. But my father. On, only the father. Only my father. Exactly that, right? Yeah. I mean, if you think of that question, what was going on there? Well, I really do believe that Jesus was speaking as a is his human nature was literally as he was a human being speaking. And so he allowed himself to be limited yeah. while on this earth. And so to say that he knows about this life, and at the same time, him being God, in that moment, they didn't stop being God. Not once in his lifetime on earth did he stop being God, and not once did he stop being human. Yeah. And that's one of those massive things that uh, 
breaks our minds as human beings is you know how do we reconcile the two and yet where is he right now well he's out of this world yeah so enoch (laughs) you know what so so the (laughs) world the world that he is in right now is is the is the world of un, uh, the no, no limits he went back to where he was and so when you read about the afterlife you get a sense that that is the kind of world that we're going to be in yeah so that's what i mean that only jesus qualifies to speak about to speak into both worlds yeah and also jesus died exactly he died yeah rose from that, the that grave. Which, which is a massive point by the way which yeah. i missed he exactly. told us exactly <laughs> yeah things about the afterlife yeah and but you know what is interesting mm. something maybe think about <laughs> is that jesus was saying that but mm. uh, only my father knows mm. after he was resurrected mm. that's yeah fascinating that's very interesting because i know muslims like to use that yeah. say that jesus was not god mm, 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 mm. how would he not need no yeah 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 um but that's a whole different that's a whole different conversation yeah, yeah it's something I, I would love to look into if it bears any weight. Yeah, yeah there is good answers to that yeah. that i've seen interesting if you do like a study on it yeah it's um also theologians ask the yeah, same yeah, questions yeah, yeah yeah no interesting okay, so good. then obviously while we were speaking the next question is does everyone go go to heaven going to be with God and it's something that we've seen in the Bible now yeah. as you explained that not everyone goes yeah. not everyone that accepts yeah. um, those who believe will be saved yeah. but those who do not believe is already condemned yeah um, and the, 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 the simpler way as well is we see this because remember when we answered the other question about is the only way is, is, is what, how does the question go is the only one true religion yeah well if that I think they already this question ties into that one because if there's no only one true religion that leads if not all religions lead to God the Father who who is in heaven, then not everyone then goes to heaven because not everyone we're not all in the same religion. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> so so again, which just it just highlights the exclusivity of jesus's words yeah not all religions are going to heaven therefore not every person will go to heaven yeah only those who are in jesus and will go through jesus only them that will go to heaven they who trust in jesus yeah for salvation exactly and then um last question is then um and this is more a question directed to the listener um will you go to heaven and then the question is why mm. why not and if you say well let's say if we say yes because i'm a good person mm. then you are fooling yourself there's in peter literally puts it like this mm. that he who says he's without sin yeah is deceiving himself yeah exactly literally he's living in deception yeah um but if you say yes because my faith is in jesus mm. jesus saves me yeah. he is my afterlife he is yeah. the door he's the exactly. narrow road yeah um and if you say no the question is what do you need mm. okay 
Or does it bother you even? Yeah. Because that that's some actually one of my scariest things. It's sure. I like us to ask people, does it even bother you? And the more you converse with people, the more you realize people just don't care. People sure. literally don't care. Yeah. But it's maybe because they've been living outside of... Um, they live they live without God. Yeah. Um, and I think as soon as you realize, the more you live without God, the emptier you become. Mm. Um, in my life, it's like that. If I... The more I lived without God mm. or lived in my own way of doing things, the more I became emptier, yeah. Uh, yeah. more reliant on people and or not that you don't rely on people, mm, but mm, mm, mm. for yeah. identity. Yeah. And yeah. the more I tried to do stuff in order to fit in it and you just yeah. do weird stuff yeah. in the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, and I think believing in god having knowing that god is true knowing that's the only religion mm. and actually the joy that comes from that is next level yeah and i think a person that says no needs a savior mm. um, yeah maybe you know people that are like that they don't care mm. Mm. those those are the people that yeah. we pray for you yeah. pray for that yeah. people. you trust that god will work in those people's yeah. lives and they will um, and I think there's a scripture that that speaks about the enemy, the God of this age, yeah. oh, the God of this world. Has blinded um, their has eyes. blinded, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we need to pray against that. We need yeah. to pray that God will open their eyes and they will see. Yeah. Um, and I think there's then the question, I need a savior. Mm. I need the gospel. Yeah. And what is the gospel? Mm. Yeah. Um, so the gospel... Is the good news and so when we say the good news you understand well obviously what is the good news good news about what you don't just hear good news and be like cool right yeah and so um it's like a reading a newspaper it's news yeah yeah right something so that happened so yeah so there's a there's a retelling or there's a you know all of that yeah. yes there's something that happened so it's good news, as some would say, um, because of bad news. And sometimes we don't look at the bad news. Mm. And that's why I think we don't appreciate the good news. And so I believe as well that the good news is more appreciated and becomes more sweeter when we actually realize how bad the bad news is. Mm. Um, and so the bad news is that we are sinners. We are lost without God. We, if nothing happens, we will we'll eternally be separated from the one who created us to have a relationship with him because sin came into the world that brought about separation between us and God. And so now there's a problem is that the one who's created us is now not with us or we are now separated from him but he loves us mm. because of sin and so the good news comes right there in the midst of bad news is that when we were separated from god i'm quoting in romans chapter 5 christ died yeah. while we we're yet sinners 
Christ died. And so that's where the good news comes in. But the good news doesn't come in if there was no bad news. Just to, just to say, nay, I had a, a friend, I have yeah. a friend that uh, shall be unnamed. <laughs> but this friend bought a shirt. Yeah. On the shirt it said, while we were sinners. Yeah. Um, he died for our sins. Yeah. And this person's grandma was like unsaved yeah. still, but like very, very old. Mm. And I think I had a very hardened heart mm. um, inside of an old age home. And also like so old, that you like can't, she can't um, move, move herself self yeah. too much and stuff like that. And that person then visited with that shirt. Mm. And when she saw that shirt, she gave her life to Jesus. Amazing. That's like. That, that's amazing. Crazy, That's bro. amazing. Crazy. I mean, think of this. What happened yeah. there is this person, this granny, acknowledged that she was a sinner. Yeah. And that she was still a sinner in that state. And also acknowledged that Christ died for her in that state. And While so she was a sinner. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That, yeah. that, that's the beauty of the gospel. That's literally, for me, the gospel. There is yeah. bad news that causes us to long for good news so i realize that i'm a sinner and i'm in need of a savior and yet i cannot save myself and so christ comes and he doesn't look at me and say be a better person before you can come to me but instead he comes in my mess in my sinfulness yeah and he 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 comes there and he cleanses me from the inside out in my mess um and, uh, and so for me that that is the that's the good news is that I was a sinner and Christ came and he died for me while I was a sinner. And when I put my trust in his works that is done on the cross for me, I become saved, a.k.a. being born again. And because I'm now born again, I become one with God the Father whom I was once separated from because of christ and so whatever belonged to christ now belongs to me romans chapter 8 so sure. i become an heir together with christ that is that is crazy jesus literally speaks of himself as my bigger brother in hebrews sure <laughs> you know i'm now adopted into the family yeah and i'm not like some second adopted type of person literally what was what belonged to christ now belongs to me yeah um someone That's used awesome. the, uh, the example of uh it was actually david Platt. he said he married when he was very young much younger and was broke yeah but his wife at that time was a school teacher and so when uh, they got married he said all he had to do all he had to do or say was the words i do and <laughs> yeah, after he uh, said yeah. i do everything that was in in her, in her wife's account yeah. <laughs> was numb you know that, that that's, that's a good. beauty of the gospel yeah. is that what belonged to christ his perfection his righteousness his sure. all of that is now credited into my account that's good yeah gospel thank you arnold for sharing um good yeah and then if someone hears the gospel how do we respond well you respond hebrews chapter 4 while 
it is still today. Do not harden your heart. Sure. So respond by believing, putting your faith in Jesus. It's called to repent. That is to turn away from your sin. And by faith, you turn to Christ and you yeah, just give of yourself to him, acknowledging that you're a sinner and that is a great savior and that is able yeah. and willing and wants to save you right where you are. That's it. It's simple. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Arnold, for sharing. Thank you for today. Pleasure. Um, I felt like this conversation went quickly. <laughs> and I see that we have been speaking for a very long time. Um, but just thank you for that. And next time, we're going to focus on the A side. Yeah. On the and the questions we ask for people who do not believe in God. Yeah. And, um, and then we're going to end with our apologetics there. Mm, um, sounds good. And go into a bit more um, things about what we believe as a church. Mm. Um, like mm. the doctrine of God. That's big. A doctrine of salvation. Wow. All those type of things. You know, the real deep theological. <laughs> I hope I'm invited for one of those. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Thank you, Arnold, for that. It's thank you pleasure. for today. Thanks for having me. Um, and thank you for listening. Um, for listening with us, yeah. being with us. If you have questions, if you're listening on Spotify, you can ask questions. Mm. Unfortunately, on um, Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, there's no interactions. But on Spotify, you can interact with us. You can ask questions. You can even challenge what we are saying. Yeah. I'd love that um, to hear what your challenges are mm. and maybe questions or or maybe you say, I want to give my life to God. Mm. And maybe let us know yeah. if you did that. Sure. And it will be great for us to know the fruit mm. of um, what we are doing. But otherwise, until next time, um, that we should talk. Peace.